0: Hello and welcome, travelers of the digital soundscape. I am Brian Keese and this is DraftPunks, a show where we make lists about, well, whatever we damn well please. I'm joined, as always, this week by Rob
1: Hudak. Oh, hey, hi, hello there.
0: Travis McGahee.
2: I really hope someone picks Vin Diesel tonight. That's, that's my whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and our very special guest this week, uh, Eric Smith. Welcome, Eric.
3: Vin Diesel plays a druid in World of Warcraft, but he also appears oh, in the Fast and Furious movies, so he sucks. <laughs> wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. My mom, not happy with you right now, Eric. She loves those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's mom definitely is clearly for the more, plot more of rock right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a wonderful <laughs> man. Um, so Eric joins us from the Calm Down Nerd podcast. Uh, which is our inspiration for tonight's topic. And one of the things that you always ask your guests at the start of the episode, Eric, is how they define nerd. And so I'm going to turn that around on you tonight. Uh, Before we get into our nerd draft, I'm curious how you define nerd. What does that mean to you?
3: Um Wow, I was half expecting that because that seems like something someone would do. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, I'm blindsided. Um, With that, Carrie, is the disclaimer. Um, Well, you can speak more to this disclaimer, but uh, nerd to me, even uh, said jokingly, will never be an insult. Um, Nerd to me is something that for many people's generations were an insult, um, patronizing, rude. To me, it is one of the highest forms of flattery and compliment. It means that you are passionate about something to an nth degree. I don't care if that's... If you can tell me the sports stat of a football player from the 80s, you're a cussing nerd. Um, if you know the stats of a dungeon, or, or if you know the stats of a monster for the monster manual, you're a nerd. Still the same. Um, but I mean, if you can do... Um, like accounting stuff with stocks and bonds. That's pretty nerdy. It all just comes down yeah. to, you know, passionately knowing um, information about something that others may not, but it comes with a great care of the craft.
0: Yeah. Mm. And and one thing I love already uh, from you, Eric, everyone who listens to this show regularly knows how frustrated I get when Rob and Travis swear mm. and I have to take down timestamps and write footnotes. The fact that you just say cussing in place of swears uh, makes my day. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I took that from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Anybody who has not seen that does mm. not deserve their nerd badge. It is a great movie. But having a four-year-old daughter who recently did their own song that... Uh, do you have to bleep out uh, spelling, Brian?
0: Uh, no, probably not.
3: So my four-year-old, uh, my wife was calling her out for accidentally repeating us of a cuss word, and she goes, S-H-I-T, S-H-I-T. And I was like, no, that's not better. That's not the better way to go with this.
1: <laughs> hey, at least she's literate. That's better to me. <laughs> We're leaving
0: so, it in. If it's good enough for the four-year-old, it's good enough for us. That's fine. Yeah,
3: so I had made a conscious effort to say cussing. Uh, well, when we so appreciate
0: it. <laughs> Damn it, Rob.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: so, Eric, if you were going to be a guest on your own show, mm-hmm. what topic would you bring? Um, what would be your I mean, calm down is, nerd?
3: This is like asking somebody who's actually a fan of music what their favorite music is. And you get that usual dumb <laughs> answer of just like, oh, I listen to everything. No, you don't. You you don't listen to everything. But I mean, that's, that's kind of why I have guests on this because I have such... Um, interest in small parts of all mm. arts. That it's easier to have somebody on that knows the full source. Um, recently, though, I've been really been to the Terry Pratchett Discworld books. Um, yeah. I do like D and D. Um, comics is great. Uh, I've gotten more into video games as it's gotten older. Actually, I think it's because when I was a kid, I was outside all the time, and now that I have a wife and small child, I just rather be in with them, even if they're doing something else. I'd rather just be inside. Um. Yeah, I only started playing D&D a couple years ago. Uh, I had comic knowledge. For I a just while started now. this
0: year myself. Yeah, it's great. Um, Travis, uh, what would your topic oh, yeah. be? Or...
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think Eric and I have discussed me being on the show and I, I didn't. I already him, know but... what it's going to be. <laughs> no, it's yeah, so I was going to talk about blazeball. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I kind of want to talk about <laughs> <e-sport>. <laughs> like I kind of want to talk about esports. Like, oh yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. I like,
1: mean literally uh, baseball is an esport though. So uh, we're that blanket.
0: It's a simulation. It's, a, it's <laughs>
1: still an esport. It's I just like a broader it, definition. Yeah.
0: I feel like you could just talk about like the Valorant Champions Tour at this point Travis and do a couple hours but on I, that.
2: No, I I'd like to just talk about like Esport like being being a fan and like watching esports competitions Mm -hmm. versus like sports and how they actually like have similarities and what the differences are, Mm -hmm. um, like because that's as I've been you know getting because I was super into Rocket League Mm esports for a Mm -hmm. while and as I've been getting back into Valorant like that's kind of more of what I've been thinking about. Yeah, Uh, Travis
0: and we did do a couple tours in the indie gaming league for uh, killer queen black too.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
0: there
4: you go.
3: Travis can well, keep saying that. Her... that all... He can keep saying that all he wants, but I'm trying to corner him for a bluey episode.
0: <laughs> he loves yeah, Bluey. I That's still haven't true.
2: finished season two. I got to uh... do that
0: yeah and he and uh rob what would your what would your topic be if you were on I mean, calm down here? maybe we'll get some from soft games, yeah i just, I, like, I had written down music? somewhere i was like what would travis and rob's episodes be i was thinking about this as i was listening to the bob yule episode and i was like <laughs> travis would do Blaze Ball, rob would do bloodborne from yeah. soft yeah
1: <laughs> that or that are music honestly like i could yeah wax poetic on music for hours and hours
0: i would very obviously be like the lore behind every single disney attraction <laughs> I, love, I love that, I love that so um but one thing that all four of us nerd out about quite a bit is video games and and lists <laughs> and <Apparently>. lists <laughs> uh but before before we get started uh with the draft We got a really special opportunity this week to take a look at a new game called 12 Minutes from Annapurna Interactive, who provided us with a code to play it before release. We haven't had a ton of time to sit down with this game yet. Uh, Just over an hour or so in, um, and I was playing it as Rob and Travis watched, uh, and the issue we were having was Discord was not uh streaming the audio to them which is really unfortunate with this game in particular because i feel like the thing they have touted the most is that they have james mcavoy daisy ridley and willem Dafoe.
1: (laughs) i think you were doing an excellent job capturing their performance
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah at one point uh daisy ridley's character uh just known as wife so far i think uh, she gets pushed to the ground and it was very much of a, a Yoshi ow wow 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 from, from <laughs> me into the microphone as I tried to reenact it so
2: I don't know um, I think it kind of gave us an advantage since we weren't distracted by any music or sounds or you know talking mm-hmm. Rob and I were totally locked into the environment <laughs> and, and you like all that other stuff because that's all we could be like. <laughs> yeah and yeah and they were just
0: locked into full on chaos mode asking me to pick like the most mm-hmm. Destructive options to say to my wife to get her pissed off at us. But Perp gang. Uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, the thrust of 12 minutes is that you are playing as a husband who comes home to his wife. Uh, you're voiced by James McAvoy. She is voiced by Daisy Ridley and she is preparing a surprise dinner for you when a cop breaks in, uh, tries to arrest you, beats you up or kills you or drags you out of the room. And when that happens, Everything resets and there is a time loop situation going on. Shout out to Leo Vader. Yeah. And your character is aware of the time loop, but nobody else is. Mm -hmm. And so each time you're going through it, you are interacting with new objects around the room, around the apartment uh, and trying to kind of change the outcome or at least gain some more information about what's happening. Um. And it's really fun. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun to play on stream with a community because there's a lot, a lot of option for choice in this game. Uh, And so, like, being able to uh, shout out to your chat, like, hey, really quick, like, do we pick up the knife or do we pick up the mug and try to hit the cop over the head with it? Like, what's what's our goal in this playthrough? And they go by. It's called 12 Minutes usually at least at the start of the game you're cycling through it every three to four minutes so it's a lot of Mm -hmm. repetitiveness um but they have some nice like fast forward options in there and stuff too so that you're always moving through it i don't know uh rob travis what did you guys think of this
2: i laughed a lot (laughs) i also laughed
0: a lot and it's yeah it's it's not necessarily supposed to be a comedic game um But especially without the sound, I'm sure, and me just trying to provide commentary.
2: (laughs) I think that definitely had something to do with it. Uh, Yeah, I'd sure like to know what that punch sounds like.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because we see
2: it often.
0: We got got punched by Willem Dafoe a lot. Uh, Let me just say, (laughs) from the first uh, six or seven times through the wheel, Various positions. Uh, all, <laughs> cops, all cops are bad seems to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's a really cool. There's like a lot of things where we're like, oh, we'll try this, but it's not gonna work. And then it does have like some unique interaction. Like mm-hmm. we pick up a phone at one point, and just as a joke, I was like, Oh, I'll dial 911. And you actually do get through to nine one one, and then there are options where you can tell. The 911 operator, like, there's a man trying to break into my house, and they're like, Well, we'll oh. be there in 15 minutes. And you're like, uh, 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 I've only I got 12,
1: <laughs> or you can tell them, Hey, I'm stuck in a time loop.
0: <laughs> yes, you can tell Help. the 911 operator <laughs> you're stuck in a time loop. Uh, so yeah, good. yeah. Uh, there are some other, even uh, if you can believe it, even more ridiculous options to tell the 911 operator later yep. on in the game, but we don't yep. want to spoil too much. Um, but we'll definitely be streaming this, uh, this episode comes out on Thursday, so we'll probably be streaming it on Friday at some point. Um, and we hope and people all three stop by to, yeah, stop them. by to check it out for sure. So that's 12 minutes. We're very excited about it. Very excited to play more. Uh, Ryan, uh, who was on last week has this game on his fantasy critic team. I was very upset with him when he picked it. Cause I thought I could get it kind of under the radar. Um, And Ryan, our guest last week, was so close to winning until at the very last second, Travis remembered he hadn't put in his vote. And so when he cast that, it actually just barely put me over the top. Uh, And so in our nerd draft tonight, I will be getting first pick. Eric has helped us randomize the rest of the order. And Travis finally...
1: broke the curse.
0: (laughs) ...finally has gotten off the bubble. He will be going second. Eric... We'll be going third, and Rob this time has the coveted one-two punch. I really
2: really wanted it tonight, too. I really
1: (laughs) wanted it. It's poetic.
0: Uh, And I thought about a couple different ways to go about my list this week. Uh, I have lists of fictional characters. I have lists of real people. I have lists of people I know. They're There are different bits. Are you doing it bit by bit? Here, I I might be doing it bit by bit. There might be multiple (laughs) bits within the bit. Um, But uh, as a math teacher, I already am kind of a self qualified nerd uh, just from that statement. I have to take the math icon. Uh, So famous, he only needs one name, and that is Pythagoras. I'm going number one pick. In the nerd draft, Greek mathematician Pythagoras. Travis, how you feel about that pick?
2: So, can I ask you? It's yeah. a Pyth- the Pythagorean theorem, right? Correct. So I assume a theorem is different than a theory. Is that is that correct, or is it still just a theory that all triangles hold to the a squared plus b squared equals c squared? What a nerdy so, question. Uh... I'm-
0: yeah. No. So so that's a good question, though. So a theory is something uh, that generally it's an idea that we haven't proven yet or that we cannot prove. Whereas theorem, even though it sounds like theory, is actually something that is provable.
3: Okay. So a theorem is something mm-hmm. that has been
0: proved. Yeah. Uh, okay. and so Pythagorean theorem, very famously, I mean, A squared only... plus B squared equals C squared.
2: That's only true until one triangle that doesn't
1: into uh
0: that I I mean Thy Piles of, of Leaves. Found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit of background on Pythagoras, and there is uh, and let me push my glasses up for the first of many times tonight, <laughs> but there is this fantastic documentary called The History of One that is narrated by Terry Jones from Monty Python, and it goes through all the history of numbers, and they spend a good amount of time on Pythagoras because he had this like cult. Basically, that built up around him that was, uh, you know, in words, a school, but it was essentially a religion for them. Uh, And he discovered this, you know, a squared plus B squared equals C squared idea, Um, but also had all these other really weird ideas. When you start digging deeper into it, like part of it was uh, he didn't let his followers eat beans because he believed that when you farted part of your soul escaped, He's a math genius, okay? <laughs> uh, oh, also, one of his biggest things, he believed that everything in the universe kind of centered around numbers, especially the number one. And he was very upset that he couldn't make a right triangle. So this kind of goes back to what Travis was saying. If you can find one triangle that it doesn't work for, he really wanted to make a right triangle where all three sides were one. But one squared plus one squared does not equal one squared. It doesn't work. And he worked on it for years and years. And one of his students like spoke up against him and was like, hey, this doesn't work. It doesn't happen. And the rest of his students were so devoted to him that they took that guy and drowned him in a river out near the school, (laughs) like just straight up murdered this guy for their (laughs) teacher. And, you know, uh, I really miss the old days is where I'm getting at with this (laughs) as I get ready to go back to school in a couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, Pythagoras, uh, one of the greatest and most famous mathematicians of all time. Uh, and that's going to be my first pick here in the nerd draft.
3: I feel like there's a joke in there Very somewhere nice. about how that is not an acute story or triangle at all. <laughs> Don't be so too
2: serious. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. There's the other okay. end of it. <laughs> Y'all there it start. is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love hey, it. I love to be right. <laughs>
0: okay, let's move on. That's
2: all Travis. three. We got him, baby. Isosceles. So yeah. hot this summer, Almost. 90 We're... degrees. Am I right? Oh, wh- oh. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Travis. Quick, the show's um, derailed. <laughs> Peter. Peter Parker.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Nice. Peter Parker.
3: Oh, that uh, sounded
0: like this was one on Eric's list
3: uh-huh. mm, off the main list. So continue. Mm. Okay. So
2: okay. I subscribe to the Peter Parker made his web shooters, not the biological webs, uh, thing. And I mean, I think you see in at least at the very least the MCU version, how freaking nerdy, uh, he is like the way it, one of my favorite things about Tom Holland in the Spider-Man role is how he nerds out over the Sark tech. Like everything he's yeah like starts talking a mile a minute about everything. Uh, and it just gets obsessed with that kind of stuff. But that's true of like every version of the character mm. has these like nerdy aspects. He got, he got bit by a spider on a trip, like a a school trip to the museum where he was like the only one who was excited to go. Right. Um, So I think Peter Parker is a great start to my list.
0: Yeah. I like Peter Parker a lot. And I think that's one of the endearing things about, the Spider-Verse in general is every form of Spider-Man. That's one thing they have in common is that they are a nerd in their universe, <laughs> like whether it's Miles Morales or Gwen or um, oh I can't remember the anime one from the movie now, but uh, like they're all oh, yeah. like science geeks and nerds, like they're all very smart, intelligent people. And that's like a running thread for all of the different Spider-Men and women.
1: So you're saying this this pick won't be a stark contrast to the rest of your picks, right? Jesus, oh no! Uh, I will not be be... the nerd episode, not the pun (laughs) episode. I will not be picking Tony Stark.
2: I will not be picking Tony Stark. He does not fit my criteria. His next pick is
0: uh, Spider Pig, obviously. Peter (laughs) uh, Ham.
3: uh, Peter hit my uh, list of definitely honorable mentions, and one of the reasons is like Mm -hmm. growing up, he was the first instance of nerds can be cool. He was that. I mean, that's one of the reasons he really hit off, too, was with, you know, um, Stan Lee, when Stanley created him. Uh, that whole instance of just, like, uh, regular people who aren't the most popular or anything like that can be these big, top-brimming heroes. And, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. From humble origins.
3: Yeah. Nerds can be
0: cool unless they get infected by a symbiote and try to dance out on the street. Uh, in that case... <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> never never seen it. Never seen it. Good, it's, good. I'll uh, add it to my list. Smithy's God. God. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: all right. So we got Peter Parker at number two. Eric, you are on the clock with the third pick. Who is your top nerd?
3: I am going to get crucified if I pronounce this wrong. Gary Gygax. Yeah. Very nice. Felt <laughs> like the top you Got, pick it, of right. Top picks. You got it right. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you know, absolutely. I'm currently at the point of my nerdum where the last bastion for me that I will not cross is in LARPing. But growing up, it was very much like I would not cross the line into rolling a D20, which Gary Gygax, uh, is, the brief history that I know of him is that he had some, uh, he was in the military for something and he played a lot of military war games, but he mm-hmm. grew up loving like JRR. R., uh, Tolkien, token books, mm-hmm. um, Lord of the Rings and Salmarion. Sel- Anyways, um, so he wanted to create something that was set in that world, but still with the war game like style of like the board game rules and such. So he created Dungeons and Dragons and we all well, have to he think.
1: Chainmail he- and then grew that into d d all right, nerd. <laughs> I'm a D <D&D> and D
0: nerd. <laughs> well, you know Rob I, I likes this pick. Yeah,
3: no, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew D&D that. Guy. Yeah, I, I knew that he really, did D and D first edition, first edition, but I never knew about chainmail or anything prior. Um, I do yeah. know that it's a. Now I'm gonna get this wrong because I'm on the spot. He could not in the original book he tried to use Hobbit as a class or race, sorry, as a race, but he could not continue mm-hmm. to do that because Hobbit is one of the few things that uh J is it R R Tolkien that's messing me up right yeah. now. J yeah, R R Tolkien RR. owns is Hobbit. <laughs> so he had to create it into a halfling. So that's why you have halfling instead of uh Hobbits and the mm-hmm. D&D ah, I never knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Copyright, cool. it's fine. Yay,
3: <laughs> that's my number one. It's a I
1: love
0: it. Pick. It's a very good pick. Yeah, very smart pick. Uh, OK, Rob, you've got that back to back.
1: So for the first one, I for those of you who may not know, I am a big literary and literary English nerd and wordsmith person. And a lot of that comes from uh, a movie I saw when I was a kid. Um, I mean, I had sure I had a natural inclination, but there is a film that was released in 1989 called Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. And the professor played by Robin Williams is John Keating. And that is my I'm first just
0: stare. I'm, I'm staring at Travis to see if uh, he's seen this movie or not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's making a list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, you
2: need to know that Brian has actually been actively doing research during Valorant. <laughs> I, I like trying really. trying to I like surprise so me so with qu- with <laughs> movies. Like we have a running bit, Eric,
0: that. that uh we're going to do a draft yeah. someday of movies Travis hasn't seen.
1: Travis and Ryan.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah I, I I am. mention it in you guys' discord server if anybody listening to this hasn't joined their server yet, please do so. It's an amazing place um oh, I you. mentioned in there though that Travis's commitment to not watching the James Cameron movies purely <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. able to say no, nah, I've never seen a James Cameron movie like no hesitation is very zen like it's he, he took a moment <laughs> to do it and he did it. Uh-huh.
0: We have to figure out like the least known James Cameron movie uh and like just sneak it in on him someday so that we can break that seal. Well, to me, he said videos.
3: it. I think he said Abyss was a James Cameron movie. I've never heard of that movie before. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's a great one. But but mm. we're not here to talk about James Cameron. We're here to talk <laughs> about John Keating. Uh And I love this pick, Rob. And you might have just earned my dad's vote with that one pick because uh, he's fantastic.
1: Oh, Captain, my captain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams is just so good.
1: I think that's his, it's my favorite performance from him. I love what he does in Fisher King and that is heartbreaking. Yeah. It is an incredible film, but I think Dead Poet Society is like, it speaks to me on a spiritual level what that movie is about. And it's beautiful. And like this, there are a couple moments in particular. Like, there's the one scene with Ethan Hawke's character early on when he's trying to break him out of his shell. Uh, Robin Williams is trying to break him out of his shell. And so he starts doing like free association, does the whole barbarian's yop thing, and then points at Walt Whitman in the corner and is like, what does he look like? Describe it. And he, so he starts like manically describing like a sweaty toothed madman, numbling truth like a blanket that always leaves your feet cold. And like, so it starts to. Like it's beautifully written, and there there's i wanna I don't have to linger too much on this pick, but there's one thing that spoke to me the most a quote that like I will never forget and like like the impact it had on me um uh, and it's uh John Keating saying, we don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we're members of the human race and the human race is filled with passion and medicine, law, business, engineering. These are all noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. To quote Whitman, oh me, oh life. Of the fo- of the questions of these re- reoccurring, of the endless trails trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid-, amid these? Oh me, oh life. Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity that the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? And that speaks to me.
0: <laughs> Snaps oh, captain, for Rob, my captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that yeah, no, that's a lovely pick. Uh, and I still like, I still get bummed out when I realize that we're not getting any more. <laughs> yeah robin williams in our lives uh
1: i still get chills from watching that movie
0: yeah yeah uh so what are you gonna follow that pick up with rob
1: well uh we're staying in the 80s okay and we're gonna go with uh one one person in a club they like breakfast <laughs> we're going with brian ralph johnson it's me oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those you, you have no idea
0: how going. how targeted I felt the first time I saw that movie, and the nerd's name is Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a fantastic film. Uh, I like my favorite John Hughes film. Uh, I I love the dynamic it it creates between people connecting over just actually being people, mm-hmm. and the the character of brian in in that film is like heartbreaking and it's uh, like it's that whole you don't really understand what someone's going through uh and no matter how beautiful their life might seem or good and easygoing their life might seem like they still struggle and have darkness and their own battles so it's important to kind of keep in mind and i love that message of that movie
0: yeah yeah absolutely i think that's well put um Eric for the for the audio <laughs> listeners which is everyone I was trying to Eric get it into the camera in the don't you forget about him <laughs> Don't you? Uh, <laughs> well we're not forgetting about you Eric because you have the next pick so you got mm-hmm. Gary Gygax uh what are you following that up with
3: uh I am following it up with my one um I don't uh, so I said it right before we started. I um, I'm trying to cr- craft my list towards the things that affected me. Um, D D awesome. affected me in the sense of things that are very um, uh, the story aspect of it. Like, if I had to give the worst explanation of D and D ever, it would be Monopoly played by people who love storytelling. It's a board game at its heart, but it's crafted <laughs> by people who love telling good stories. So that's that aspect of it. But the Monopoly other aspect is, is uh. is uh music i grew up with my friends and bands things like that um and there's one uh i've i'm gonna go ahead and shoot myself in the foot here i've never been a big fan of the band but this person's story has always stood out to me Mm -hmm. and i said off air that we had one i I had one pandering pick and it was one pick that was just like you better know who this is or else i get really sad and that pick goes to travis and to Travis, if you don't know who this is, then it's going to be a wasted pick. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose Milo Ackerman from the Descendants. Nope. Blink face. This is so, so uh, Eric, Eric, uh, this is yeah, this is
4: oh, the Descendants.
0: this is how I feel every episode when I bring <laughs> up a movie or a TV show and Travis just goes, nope
3: haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Haven't haven't heard him (laughs) late uh, uh, in the 80s. It's one of the very first pop punk bands, the Descendants. And um, he became a caricature for um, their albums. Um, And I think their first big album was called Milo Goes to College because he had to quit the band when he got his degree. And I think it was marine biology Um, But he holds like a teaching degree, um, a University of California, San Diego. um, Yeah, molecular. I think I said marine biology, but he's a molecular biologist. um, And he basically studied that until I think five or so years ago. He finally quit doing it because he was burnt out and he wanted to do music full time. I mean, this dude in the height of his life, like decided to, uh, yeah, 1982, Milo goes to college and he went to college and did biochemistry and uh, would go on and off with the band um, for years to follow until he finally quit. Um, but, I mean, he has those like black rimmed glasses that are famed with nerdum, and he would go on stage and just be a punk rock kid with those glasses on. And whenever he wasn't on stage, he was studying the books and just trying to, you know, get higher education. That, basically.
2: That would have been a great bit is actually musicians who are also like PhDs. Cause there's also like <laughs> Dexter Holland from the offspring. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. He has, also has a black room
3: yeah. glasses, right?
2: Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. I do use his <laughs> hot sauce though. uh, <laughs> Uh it's called the Gringo Bandido. Uh. Uh and then Greg Gillis who is uh the mashup artist Girl Talk is mm. like uh uh mm. tissue engineer like uh huh uh, he's also a biochemist, you know. Huh. So that's, that, right. that's a really cool pick. Yeah, I like that. Nice. I should check that band out sometime.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're one of the forefathers of pop punk. Uh, you know, I listen to bands like The Wonder Years and things like that. And just to know that, like, in the 80s, he started it being a big, like, when, when, this, like, with definitions of nerds, this is one of the uh, old, quasi-bad stereotypes of nerds, but, like, of, like, heading the book all the time, like, being that guy that's who's like, hey, teacher, you forgot to give out the homework. But like at nighttime mm-hmm. or like during the weekends, he was just being this awesome like punk band, you know, So That's a great contrast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like that pick, even though I also do not know who Milo Ackerman <laughs> is, but I will be sure to check out some Descendants music this week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Travis, we will move it to you for your second pick.
2: Uh, Well, the fact that I'm getting this next pick, uh, I see it. As an absolute win, uh, I'll be taking Bruce Banner.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, okay, I see what's. I see. You guys, I'm picking up what you're putting down here.
2: Yeah, you think so?
0: <laughs> I think so. Maybe you'll uh, surprise me a little bit. But
2: so Bruce Banner, uh, also more commonly known as the Hulk, uh, famous famous comic books character. Uh, I the coolest thing about the Hulk to me is the, the madder he gets, the stronger he gets, like the more, the more you hurt him, the stronger, like the more he's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always like that, like double-edged sword of, of you've got to try and take this guy down, but you better like knock him out with whatever you do, or he's gonna really mess with your day. Uh, and, one of my favorite incarnations is definitely in Thor Ragnarok. uh, Yeah. uh, Where he's talking a little bit more than he has in like the prior movies, but he's still, uh, you know, he's not to the, the end game levels yet. The professor Hulk, which speaking of nerds, like professor Hulk is, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, And I mean that classic, uh, the classic meme from the first Avengers, like "Get in, nerds. We're going, we're going to do science." You know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tony, Tony and Bruce. Uh, I mean, he's incredibly important to the team. Without, without Bruce Banner, Endgame doesn't like happen because he's he's the one who's able to like put together the actual apparatus that lets him travel through time and stuff. And he gives Paul Rudd a taco. I mean, yeah, two, two tacos. <laughs>
1: Knew he was having a bad day, just gave him a taco, gave him a couple tacos. Must have been yeah, Tuesday.
2: I just too bad all the <laughs> filling got blown out by that jet engine. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's
0: the hardest that I laughed at the entirety of Endgame was the scene where he's trying to send Paul Rudd back through time the first time.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: that's just, it's absolutely incredible. And the way that he. Because there are moments of Professor Hulk that absolutely do not work. <laughs> but in that scene, it is wonderful and it's perfect. The diner scene is also great. Yeah. Uh,
2: the yeah. first, like, introduction of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, he's like, the kids want a picture. You, they want a, you want a picture with the Ant-Man? Come on. They want a picture with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
1: great. Uh, it's good stuff.
2: And, uh, uh, I tell my daughter all, all the time, you know, the sun's getting real low. When she's hulking out, out. <laughs> 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 does
0: Lenny Hulk out often? No. We-
2: hey,
3: can I ask a? Sometimes s- she just dragons out. I I, I know yeah, we're here. I-, I know we're here for drafting. But can I ask a theory question real fast? So in maybe it's Infinity War. It's Infinity War. All right, spoilers for Infinity War. People listening to this, uh, Loki is talking to Thor right before the big moment and loki says the sun will rise again and almost immediately after the hulk come barging out is that tied together with the the sun's getting real low
2: wow oh. i haven't thought about that that's that's pretty cool
0: yeah hadn't we'll thought about to, it, but we'll I,
2: like that. it I like that fan i theory. like that yeah. a lot sorry it's a good that. one, no, that's, a good no, one. Mm-hmm. that's we're here to talk about that kind of stuff Nerd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got it. Um, uh, uh, all right, so I have back-to-back picks here, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna link these. I'm gonna do the two for here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take my boys, Sir Isaac Newton and Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz. Yeah, yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, but we'll start with Newton. I feel like Newton's Ed- the, the
2: Edward who. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Van from lando all right all right lundo town uh <laughs> so sir isaac newton who is from uh lundo town i believe <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness what are we doing <laughs> all right so let's start with isaac newton uh probably best known for uh laws of gravity you know, every reaction, Huge. every action has an equal and opposite reaction. You know, the apple falling from the tree, which has become like modern mythology when you consider that, you know, he was alive within the past 400 years. The fact that that story, it's like a William Tell type of thing. It's uh, which apples both involved apples, too, for some then. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows apples weren't around 400 years ago. Um, but what I want to focus on with these two guys Uh, is actually calculus. Uh, Hmm. You might be sensing a little mathematical trend here in my picks.
1: Nope, Um,
0: (laughs) but Isaac Newton and Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz actually invented calculus right around the same time in the late 1600s, and so that's the thing. Uh, There's actually like this huge controversy at the time. There's this huge feud in the math world about who invented calculus first. Um, And at the time, most people believe that Leibniz got his book out first, but a lot of his ideas were already present in stuff that Newton had written down and like circulated that people knew about. Like Newton's book was like out there in like review copies basically. And then Leibniz suddenly published this book that was like, here's calculus. Uh, every college student forever can hate me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of Newton's followers, like all of, you know, Newton's groupies, because mathematicians back then had those uh, were just like, so pissed at Leibniz because they thought he had stolen calculus from, uh, newton and today's world it's more generally accepted that they just like rob said independently kind of develop these ideas and publish them at the same time but at the time it was this huge feud um i have a book that i had to read in college called like the book of mathematical feuds and that's like the first chapter is all about this <laughs> there are multiple Nixon. scruples you <laughs> yeah yeah um and you had cool... to
2: read that come on i did you, you loved, <laughs> a reading. You it loved was a, reading it
0: was that. a fun read i'm not gonna lie yeah about. Okay, okay um a couple more things about it though Leibniz uh never agreed to acknowledge that newton was the one who like invented calculus uh they like kept asking him like come on man we know you saw his notes uh but he would like never admit he's like nope i came up with it too it was my own ideas um and so then uh, they kept doing more and more incredible stuff as they got older. Uh, Leibniz, one of the coolest things he did, he actually developed the first mechanical, because obviously we didn't have digital at the time, but he developed a mechanical calculator that you could actually like press buttons on and it would do mathematical equations for you. And he developed that back in like 1694 right. or wow. something like that, which is like absolutely insane to think about. So um, these guys were just like, Absolute legends in the math world at the time. And they are both still huge figures if you are studying math uh, today. So uh, for the calculus controversy, I am going to go ahead and take Isaac Newton and Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz. And if you have heard that name, Leibniz, most likely you've heard it in the epic rap battle of history, which featured Isaac (laughs) Newton. I'm sorry, Brian. Performed (laughs) by Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, versus uh, uh, Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz. Uh, So, yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm sorry, Brian. Can you say the name of that YouTube video series correctly, please?
0: Epic Rap Battles of History
1: i just spiked the mic i'm sorry <laughs> oh god brian has got you in post
0: um so it's actually and I, I misspoke sorry it's not newton versus Leibniz. it's actually newton versus bill nye because no one has heard of Leibniz, but they do uh reference Leibniz in the song so um yeah so i'm taking uh newton and Leibniz for keeping our Ancient mathematicians list going, and I will move it over to Travis for his next comic book nerd potentially.
2: That's all you got. That's all you got for me. That's you think that's the whole the alliteration.
0: Bit? Thank, you, I mean, thank you. I mean, thank. I mean,
1: Peter Parker, <laughs> Bruce Banner. We got Otto CeCe's-
2: Octavius. Oh.
1: Yeah. Ah, okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> triple bit i had to
2: get a villain on my list uh dr Otto over olivia huh yeah uh i the i like the sound of Otto octavius better than olivia uh octavius although i really do love her character in that movie she's amazing yeah Yeah. does she die or is there no no because they're no, they're setting up Sinister Six in, in the MCU. Yeah, I don't think she died. <laughs> yeah.
3: Travis is it's asking an if anybody dies in a comic book story. <laughs> <Yeah>. Four times. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, uh, you know, Otto, clearly, huge nerd. Uh, I I love Spider-Man 2018 spoilers, Uh the the version of Doctor mm-hmm. Octopus in the Spider-Man game, uh, yeah. yeah, is so 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 good. The way they developed that relationship, and that's one thing I meant to mention during my Peter Parker segment. Also, was uh, the some people might not have liked these science, like things where you had to line up the isotopes. Oh, I love Uh, that so much. I absolutely (laughs) loved those, those uh, quote unquote puzzles. And they they gave you the option to just say, I don't want to do them and still Um, get the rewards for it, which was cool too. But anyway,
0: I really, uh, uh, I love the reveal in that game too, which it happens very early, but the reveal that that is who you're working for, because you're getting calls mm -hmm. at some point, like from, your boss that you need to come into work but they don't mm-hmm. really reveal that it's auto octavius until you walk into the lab that first time which is like a fun little thing too
1: fun little fact uh, same voice actor for uh one of the cleaners in back for blood nice oh. yeah it's the uh I, the older gentleman with glasses i can't remember his name mm, the octavius. guy who looks like nedry yeah exactly Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: uh, All right. Great pick, Travis. Mm -hmm. And so we're going comic book nerds that are alliterative. Now I've got it. Now I've got it. Uh, Okay, so, Eric, you have your third pick here. What are you taking?
3: I um, I have to go with uh, my boy, the man who cries over everything. Kevin Smith. Um, He uh, I watched his movies at a very formative age, which is way too young to watch those movies. Um, if some people have called him out for how emotional he is with, uh, these movies and things like that, but, uh, whether or not it is a put on, whether or not he's just trying to like get more clicks and views and things like that, that's fine. He's also like, uh, one of the gatekeepers and he's making it culturally acceptable to be totally emotionally invested in these movies. And Kevin Smith, I took a little bit too much of my humor. From him. So uh very crude, but also uh hopefully never insulting anybody or making any or punching downwards. Uh hmm. that dude just has uh he, he's always always throws uh everything he has and whatever he does. And that's kind of like uh there's this great stories about Adam Sandler making it to such a point in his career where um he chooses where he wants to vacation with his friends. And then he goes and shoots that movie. Uh, tell me Kevin Smith did yeah. do that with yoga hosers. <laughs> yoga hosers just seems like the <laughs> worst possible. Just like, I just want to hang out with my friends. And we're going to turn the camera on. So that's my third pick. I think when, he's.
1: You, you, when you've arrived, you can totally just do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I saw Kevin Smith like live doing one of his like talks one time. In uh, evening out. And he did. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. and he did half an hour on Wayne Gretzky. Hmm. Um, nice. <laughs> like legitimately I'd be so excited. <laughs> talked yeah. about Wayne Gretzky and how Wayne Gretzky was so the greatest that no mm-hmm. hockey player will ever come close to to like being as great. Uh he had what more than double the uh assists that he had goals, which is yeah. like and I, he could have I... scored a bunch of those assists.
0: I've talked with other friends who are big sports fans about, like, who's the goat of goats? Like, who is so much better at their sport than the second best person? And, like, if you look at Gretzky stats compared to, you know, and second best is up for debate, like Lemieux or Gordie Howe or, you know, whoever, like, he's so far and above everybody else, it's absolutely insane.
2: And that's because of his dad. Yeah. His dad built him a rink with the correct dimensions in his backyard, and that's why that's he takes. was so good. That's why he was so good at banking at, and a lot of practice. But that's I'm why sorry. So good. I thought this is what Kevin Smith talked about. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, this is what bombay. Kevin Smith talked about. Like this was his like thesis statement. Was like right. A huge part of the reason that Wayne Gretzky was so good was because he had access to a rink like that. He could just practice in by himself and learn every possible angle to hit the the puck off the wall. You know, so
0: you're saying it's a good thing Wayne Gretzky's dad was a huge hockey nerd, is what you're telling us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just
2: like I talked about how important it is to music that uh, that uh, Brett Wald- Waldorf's parents let Slint just yeah. play the same riffs over and over in their basement for hours. Like, yeah, it's, it's a it's a true thing, you know. Parents yeah. Support what your kids want to do.
3: Oh man, that makes me yeah. think of uh, I don't want to be wrong about this, but Rodney Mullen skateboarding. Um, he used to his mm-hmm. parents just let him skateboard in the mm-hmm. driveway, no ramps, yep. nothing. He used to do street style for hours on end. And I think and we talked skate, about that once, we, didn't we, Travis? Uh,
2: we might have. I feel but I like that came up on an episode. Yeah. A huge, <laughs> huge debt. Archie. I gotta mute. <laughs> I <watch laughs> you're good. <laughs> <love Archie> it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We love Archie people here. Love the dogo. is archie Um, your fourth
3: pick or yeah your fourth pick rob (laughs) (laughs) if
0: you ask his full name it might be it fits (laughs) archibald reginald
1: (laughs) yeah um
0: but we will move it on to rob's third pick but before that i need to call out rob and say how dare you sir how dare you Put on the spreadsheet Gilbert (laughs) Godfrey Leibniz. That is not his name.
1: name. (laughs) Uh, I'm not spelling this (laughs) and that I wanted to evolve the joke. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. So, what is your third pick, Rob?
1: Uh, Well, great, Scott. Thanks for pointing that out, Brian. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going with Dr. Emmett Brown.
0: Yeah. Great pick
1: yeah i if you can't tell I'm also going for a bit or a theme <laughs> uh, i i mean we I kind like, of all
0: are it's like I've got the uh-huh. famous mathematicians Travis has the comic book alliterative Eric's got like the real life modern nerds, and then Rob's got the movie nerds. I love this
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i mean th- honestly like for a long period of my life movies were formative in terms of like exposing me to a lot of the stuff as it as it is with a lot of people but uh i mean so many people especially of our generation remember the first time they saw back to the future it's an incredible trilogy and yes i mean trilogy the third film is great i love uh, it yeah it's a fantastic film. i still it's think long-luster. doc brown
0: couldn't pull off getting a girl as as pretty as that one in back to the future three but hey man otherwise i love it
1: hey man he i, I don't see why not he was chick Stig nerds he was also a charming and charismatic individual yeah third one has a yep. train a, third, a flying train <laughs> the third one has a train that's like yeah
0: that start that one star trek with the whales <laughs> uh perfect
1: <laughs> um, dude invents a time machine he's an incredible like i love back to the future and it's all because of Emmett brown for me yeah barney uh, mcfly is great but it's all christopher lloyd in his performance and yeah. just larger than life beautiful nerd like back to the future Two, like it, his absolutely absurd outfit and seeing the contrast of him being you know, a white lab coat and then going into the red or not yet red, uh, the yellow jacket with like the the, the absolute worst futuristic shades. Uh,
0: yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs>
1: 1. gigawatts. Great Scott. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a wonderful pick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. We used to go, so we vacation a lot. I've talked about this to Disney and Universal when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And when you go to Disney, you'd see the characters like, mickey and goofy and Minnie walking around the park uh and universal didn't really have those like iconic kid-friendly characters so you'd go around and they had a back to the future ride for a while mm-hmm. and if you went there at certain times of the day doc brown like an actor playing doc brown would just be standing outside like out you know walking around a delorean and yelling great scott at mm-hmm. people and you could take pictures with him. and universal city uh, walks so still very fun, fun. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely
1: last used to go to their friends after high school and just chill and yeah meet the meet the uh the great characters (laughs) uh
0: all right so what film classic are you gonna grace us with next year
1: uh the one where they punch nazis (laughs) 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 Going with indiana jones baby oh
0: yeah yeah it belongs in a museum <laughs> You're
1: damn right. It does. No, it belongs the culture that owns it, not in a museum owned by white people. Let's Fair. just say tonight. <laughs> can I, can okay. I
3: tell you, Mr. Mr. Rob, I, I've worked at a blockbuster. <laughs> I met my wife at a blockbuster. I consider myself a movie buff. I have this weird Travis thing about the Indiana Jones movies. Still haven't seen them. What I, I mean, so. <laughs>
1: One it's a great travesty. Yeah. That's what I yeah. say, right Randy. Back travesty. on the pun train. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a classic. <laughs> Incidental, uh- <laughs> but I'll take credit.
3: <laughs> um,
1: it two is two is fun. Pretty racist, uh, but f- you know it's a fun movie. Uh, all things considered, very much of its era in like the the pulp, uh, like shocking pulp. Uh, yeah i mean yeah it's it's
0: considerably darker than one in three and and spielberg has talked yeah spielberg's talked about that because he's going through like an awful divorce at the time that that like bled (laughs) over into what they were doing in the film yeah Uh, like like that's literally where the idea of the ripping out the heart scene Uh, comes from
1: (laughs) yeah and we don't look we don't talk about the short round no well i mean yes but i mean i'm talking about film wise (laughs) we don't we don't talk about crystal sky oh
0: yeah yeah four is right out Uh um, kate, Blanc- kate blanchett's great
1: yeah that's
0: are you are you a, a one or a three guy then rob of the other two
1: it's hard to say because like the first one has face melting which is fantastic of
3: a nazi and sean connery so good though. but <laughs> but sean
1: connery is incredible and that hmm. movie is fantastic so i think i do have to lean towards three
0: yeah, the temple run at the end of three is just so good, too, where they're going through yeah. all the different trials. And he
1: chose holy. It's yeah. <laughs> just so good. <laughs> it's been too long. I need to rewatch those movies. Yeah. Watch them yeah. all the time as a kid.
0: Uh, all right. So we've got a couple of doctors added to Rob's list. Doc Brown from the Back to the Future series and Dr. Jones from the Indiana Jones series. Dr. Jones and we will go back to eric for his fourth pick and let's see what he's going to follow up kevin smith with
3: uh quick question are we oh wait uh quick question are we going to do are can you would will you allow me to do honorable mentions at the very end of this we like, always do honorable mentions. Yeah, we always do honorable yeah.
1: mentions yeah
3: okay then um i'm going to go with um the russo brothers from um they did the Captain America movies, right? Mm-hmm. For one yep. uh, specific reason. And that is the story that was told that when they were making the scenes for, um, uh, civil war, they literally took their childhood, like action figure toys and started setting them up <laughs> and created some of the fight I scenes so with much. those action figures. <laughs> To me, there's nothing more just like I have not collected toys. The older I get and the older my daughter gets, I'm starting to be like, hey, don't touch that. And I understand now the whole thing of collecting toys. But like that idea of just two the brothers, just grown men, just planning things out together like we did when we are kids. Like to me, that's one of it's the height boring. of nerdoms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's storyboarding, but that's one of the height of nerdums. Is just getting so lost in your imagination that you can grab something and be like, "This is what this thing is doing now," and fully diving into that, and to the to the height of it being a multimillion dollar movie, you know. So yeah, Russo brothers.
0: Absolutely. Now let me yeah. ask you this, Eric: Can mm-hmm. you give mm-hmm. me either of the Russo brothers' first names?
3: Paul (laughs) and Anthony and Joe. Ah, damn it! You should have given me two choices. (laughs) I I wouldn't have
0: been able to do it either. It's
3: fine. I know
2: that one of them made it. Uh huh.
0: I love the Russo brothers
2: because of two TV shows that they're like uh, community Community one, but Arrested Development. Uh, they Mm -hmm. they like kind of built the style of, of filming uh, that that was done where it was, there was no blocking. The camera operators just had to be moving around on the fly, like following the actors.
3: And uh, in, I mean, that's part of what makes AD so great. In yeah. Civil War, they have uh, something from Arrested Development in the airport, scene.
2: The stair car. Yeah. The stair yeah. car
3: from mm-hmm. Bluth. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I never deep cuts, that. people. That's we're awesome. here for deep cuts.
0: Hey, that's a very nerdy deep cut. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know. I I almost want to make you pick one Russo, brother. Uh, it doesn't seem fair that you get two nerds with one pick, but the episode title is Nerds Plural, so I think we have to allow it.
3: That is your fault, Brian, uh, so not we, mine. You, yeah, you earned yeah, that. <laughs> I
0: should have specified. So uh, we're going to allow it, and we'll move to Travis for his fourth pick.
3: I
2: need a real milk toast nerd on my oh, no. list.
0: Oh, no.
1: Spelled M I L K, right? Yep. <laughs> and
2: I couldn't think of anybody better to fit the bill than Dan Dryberg from Watchmen, <laughs> the night owl.
0: Oh. <laughs> One,
2: uh, Patrick Wilson, as a matter of fact. Is
0: this all a bit for the last three days, Travis? Can you No no, talk about this though? No, okay. You need to explain yourself, sir. Honestly. You don't have to explain nothing. That's a great pick. pick. (laughs)
2: Um uh so currently my avatar on Discord is uh, Patrick Wilson's face with a really bad mustache. Uh, and that's because... Why were we even looking up Patrick Wilson?
0: Because uh, we were talking about... Oh, shoot. Uh, something with the Conjuring movies or something? No. It got brought anyway. up because you... T- yeah
2: I we I went to his Wikipedia page and pulled up... like The picture on his Wikipedia page is... He has this terrible mustache like it's awful and I just laughed about it a lot and then I decided to make it my profile picture and uh, then fast forward to three days later and I'm like, oh. This completely fits my bit. <laughs> I need to pick. So this, Well, the bit
0: came about, that was my question. What came about first, the mustache or the bit? Because I was wondering <laughs> if you thought of this for your pick, and then you said, I could craft a list around this.
2: Oh, no, no,
0: no. But you had the idea for the bit first. For, yes, yes. Okay, um, okay.
2: But I I love Watchmen. Uh, that I I like in Watchmen 2019, he's still in prison because he refused to accept the job with the FBI. Uh, yeah. that's. But he also wasn't very nice uh, in some things that he did. <laughs> but he is just such a milk toast. I mean, uh, one of the things that Patrick Wilson said in interviews about the movie is that he had to put on like 25 pounds. To like really give off the let himself go hero vibe, and he did a great job of it. Uh, and boy, what else do we need to say but that hallelujah scene in the movie? Oh, oh god, god. <laughs> how bad <laughs> was <laughs> that? Oh uh, boy, uh, uh he worst. did build a pretty cool uh bird whose, yeah, who's, I think nickname is Archie, right? Yeah, yep, because it, yep, it's, it's Archimedes, Archimedes. yeah. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm yeah brian's uh, next pick
3: Archimedes you're not wrong <laughs> can, can i <laughs> say <laughs> that uh, can i say that i'm really sad you guys don't choose episode titles off of what's get said during the episode because the mustache <laughs> or the bit would have been a great episode title <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not a bad idea yeah um I do have Archimedes on my list. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> oh Figure snaps, God. Travis. <laughs> what? But uh, because you said it now, I don't want to pick it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, instead, I'm going to go to the next one down. I'm going to take my boy Euclid, E-U-C-L-I-D. Uh, and depending on your feelings about math, I feel like Uh, people who generally like algebra hate geometry. People who uh, hate algebra tend to like geometry because they're very different forms of math. Geometry is a lot more spatial, uh, whereas algebra is a lot more practical, functional with the numbers. Geometry
2: sucks. So if you are one of those people, if you are one of those people
0: who does not like geometry, uh, you can blame Euclid for that. Uh, Euclid is the... uh, inventor discoverer, however you consider math to be found uh, of your basic geometry which we actually call euclidean geometry and there's Mm. his version of geometry is like so well regarded and solid and foundational that geometry is split into two parts there's euclidean geometry and there is non-euclidean geometry like you're studying one or the other Uh, and he came up with this whole like foundational year of learning that everybody is forced to do now in high school so (laughs) so i'm gonna go with euclid which eric found very funny for some reason
1: <laughs> Eric is just dying. A yeah, he's a broken shambles see, with If I see you. this
2: guy I'm going to say Euclid, <laughs> you could so get out of here with that
1: geometry
2: I'll have to tell you guys, I'll have to tell you guys about the extremely blue segment from the Kevin Smith uh <laughs> night out uh, that I did not talk about cuz that would be a very long beat.
0: Uh gosh, I I really do still want to take Archimedes, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. Travis, Merlin, bait me. <laughs> what I love about Archimedes, he's not my pick, but what I love about him, is he, so he discovered the, or there's, you know, more of this sort of math mythology, science mythology, similar to Newton with the apple. There's this idea that Archimedes was trying to figure out if the king's gold was real or not. And, discovered that idea of water displacement by getting into a bathtub and noticing how the water rised and measuring that against density. And he was so excited about it that he jumped up out of his tub and just ran naked into the streets, shouting Eureka Eureka I've solved it uh, because he was so excited. He figured this out. Like that's how much of a nerd he was. He didn't even bother to put on clothes. He had to go tell people about this math discovery he'd made. Um, but my actual final pick here, uh the the mathematical world unfortunately has long been a male dominated field. Uh, but I will be taking the first great or at least greatly known uh, female mathematician, and that is Hypatia, Hypatia, uh, who was born lived in Alexandria near the great Alexandrian library there thereabouts. and uh she actually edited. Uh, a lot of textbooks that came before her. Um, So there are all these textbooks written by these great male mathematicians, and she was actually getting sent their work to edit it to make sure it was correct. And she had learned everything from her father. And there's this guy, Diophantus, who is the father of modern algebra, basically. And she is like the one who is responsible for making sure all that work was correct. Like the oldest known copies of Diophantus's Uh, texts were all edited by Hypatia and she's also just a badass in general she's a pagan she ends up getting uh, murdered by like a Christian mob Uh, and it's just like has this like really crazy story that uh, I don't know if there are any movies made about Hypatia yet but if not there should be I would watch that (laughs) so shout out to her thank you for being the first great uh, math editor telling us to check our work which is always important in math uh, and that's going to be my final pick. Can you guys tell him I'm getting ready to go back to school this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my last pick and Travis, uh, how's, how's the alliteration going over there? So
2: I like, I have a pick I want to make, but I don't, let me ask you guys opinion. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've gone with the the real names for everyone, right? So Victor Von Doom kind of fits. It's very, uh, yeah, I'm with Brian's wishy-washy back and forth there. Dr. Doom obviously fits, but not his real name. Dr. Doctor, yeah. But if he has a PhD, he's like legally, you know, he can go by doctor, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know it's kind of part of his name but that then
0: wouldn't case. he be dr von doom out uh, of so character? we're
2: gonna go with clark kent <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it
0: <laughs> <a> uh, nerd
2: <laughs> he's clark kent huge nerd uh journalism that, that nerd that loves to write out. articles
0: yeah Loves oh. to check his sources.
2: Hey, hey, Eric has a good point there. But yeah. he does go by Clark Kent to everyone on Earth. Uh, yeah. So that, I'll allow it to myself there in that case. <laughs> uh, I was always a Superman hater in the Batman versus Superman discussion. You know, Superman's too perfect. He doesn't have enough weaknesses, you know, that kind of thing. But I've definitely softened on that idea over time. Uh, Almost 100%, I would say, because of Greg Miller uh, and how Mm. much Greg Miller, like, loves Superman and, like, champions. Bangs the drum for it, Bangs the drum for him. And, like, seeing that love and, like, hearing it explained has definitely, like, made me understand people who love Superman more. And, I mean, Mm. I also get the, like, Batman's depressing. Like, there's, like. That's why I like it. Batman's not really uplifting at all. Like it is in in some cases, but like Superman definitely goes for uplifting things mm-hmm. way more often. Um, and so I, I, he's an inspiring nerd.
1: It's a good pick, man.
0: It's a great pick and a great finish to your list. And we will see what Eric has to finish his list next.
3: I had to. Um... But because of Travis, I had to go ahead and bump this up a little bit. Um, I think uh Brian mentioned earlier my list is most modern day nerds or you know, things that affect our modern day. But in the modern day, it was revealed that there was um kind of a hidden creator who finally got his due. Um, does the name Milton Finger ring a bell to anybody?
0: No, not to me. Mm-mm.
3: Bill Finger? No. Nope. all right I'm we'll, keep this, we'll keep this train rolling no no <laughs> um, Bill Finger who um, is mentioned in the documentary uh, Batman and Bill is the decades long uncredited co-creator of Batman um, Bob Kane mm-hmm. basically holds most of the uh, on everything that you watch of Batman it is Bob Kane Bob Kane Bob Kane up until Batman versus Superman um, movie hit. And along with that movie coming out is the documentary Batman versus Bill, where they dive into the fact that uh, Bill Finger was kind of shoved to the side, and uh, when he passed away even, his family fought for many years of like, hey, here's all this evidence that he basically came up with Batman. Just give him some recognition. So now hmm. when you watch more of the movies or read more of the comics, it'll say created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. And it's actually uh, Bill Finger you know. that gave him a lot of his uh, signature um, ideas, like the bat symbol or the cape, um, things like that. Um, Batman very much is a much darker. Uh, I am someone like a, oh, I don't want to speak for Travis, but I always, when I go into uh Fantasy things or um, escapism. I always want upbeat stuff. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but the world kind of sucks. Um, and <laughs> I and yeah, uh, Batman very much isn't that. He has much more darker takes. But something about the optimism um, that can be found in the dark corners of the Batman comics. Like I recommend anybody listening to this right now go watch the Batman and uh, Bill. Documentary. I know at one point it was mm-hmm. on Hulu. It is just breaming with like hopefulness and with just like this one person finally got his due. And it's amazing.
0: Yeah, you know, once you mentioned the documentary, it sounded a little familiar, but still can't quite put my finger on it.
3: No, nope. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not not giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The absolute look of disgust on Eric's face there. Uh, if if we were, if we were not,
3: joke. if we were not virtual, <laughs> and if we were in person, I'd still not give you the high five.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, I, might give I you the finger, want to, check but I want to give you the so. high five. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I'm gonna go on Hulu after we're done recording and see if it's still there, because I That's that good. sounds really cool and really up my alley. So yeah um excellent pick and that's a really cool one to finish your list with and we've got rob who's up last to finish the draft
1: so this one might be probably a bit looser in the conceit but i think it still works um and that is ray from star wars what a dork she's an engineer (laughs)
0: No, she's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I, I do want to hear this. Yeah, the justification here. I'm curious.
1: Well, so, I mean, when we first discover her, she's a scrapper. Yeah. And she rebuilds things. Yeah, that's true. And little, she's. Yeah, she's, with her hands, a lot of tech work. She's a mechanical yeah. engineer.
0: Mm hmm. And a pilot.
1: Yeah. yeah. And a pilot. She's very capable in a lot of ways <laughs> to the
0: point where a lot of the fanboys complained about it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. could have the whole Mary Sue thing, but yeah, yeah. I, I, F I really, the star think. Wars fandom, <laughs> how dare <laughs> All it will be dry. Right? You could have a whole conversation about the star Wars fandom and how I don't want to have a conversation. About yeah. Them. <laughs> but I think that Ray is a great. She, she's just a great depiction of, um, Just someone self-sufficient and capable and hyper-intelligent given any situation she's put in, kind of to the point of being, uh, you know, Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Uh, But beyond that, like, the first two films uh, that she's in, like, I absolutely love her. I mean, I love her in Rise of Skywalker, too. I just don't like what they did with her story. But still, like, a fantastic character and a great arc and coming into her own despite like also a huge nerd for the jedi
0: you know <laughs> She's yes, all absolutely. about the jedi <laughs> she gets she fangirls out when uh-huh. yeah they mention the jedi for the first time i was just thinking back to our 12 minutes discussion because mm-hmm. daisy ridley voices one of the characters and i was thinking travis could have taken the green goblin willem dafoe <laughs> <laughs> and we could have had charles xavier professor x james mcavoy like we could have picked the whole 12 minutes cast in this uh, trap yeah. um it's true i absolutely love the character of ray especially in episode seven and eight like mm. maybe one of my favorite movie characters of the last decade i don't know that i consider her a nerd when i like first when I think of that term in my head, like, I don't know that my first association with Ray is that she's a nerd. Um, but I, I understand your reasoning behind it for sure.
2: Uh, her, I think her knowledge of ships, like Mm -hmm. just by Mm -hmm. itself of like what models they are. Absolutely. Qualifies. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: that one over there is garbage. Uh, (laughs) the garbage will do, (laughs) uh,
3: to give a side plug. Um, one of the episodes of my own podcast has my brother on it. Um, It's one of the blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go into great detail. My brother, my older brother, he was obviously my older brother. So I looked up to him because he's taller than me, but he, (laughs) um, his nerdum, And this is kind of one of my original definitions of it. Even when I was, you know, let's say 10 or 12, he had literal stacks of star Wars books. And most of those books were ship designs and the uh mm. names to them and the like blueprints the schematics and everything. Yes. Yeah. And it was just like that I very much agree with uh you know what you guys are saying about how like that's very nerdy is to know the blueprints to these kind of things and how these things operate yeah. and
0: work. She's She's definitely very knowledgeable about all the ships that she's working on and the gadgets that she's scavenging and everything. I think in that sense, it fits. It's just not something I would have thought of. But I, I, don't, I don't like disagree with the pick or anything. It's a good one. It's just not something I would have thought of.
3: It's but a bad like pick. It. Vote for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We have reached the end of the draft. So first things first, we are going to recap, read off everything that we have picked and vote for our favorite list. The oh, only rule shit. here, Eric, is you cannot vote for yourself. Uh, so, I will start, since I had the first pick, and I took Greek mathematician Pythagoras, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, uh, Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz, Euclid, the father of modern geometry, and Hypatia, That's right. uh, the Alexandrian female mathematician who was the editor for a lot of those older uh, Greek mathematicians. When they sent their papers away to be double-checked, she was the one fixing them up. Uh, So those are my picks. Uh, Travis, who you got?
2: I have Peter Parker. Am I muted? Nope. All right. (laughs) Bruce Banner, (laughs) Otto Octavius, Dan Dryberg, uh, and Clark
0: Kent. Excellent. Uh, Eric, you got all yours written down?
3: No, I do not. And I'm very glad <laughs> that... Uh, was it Rob who kept this list the whole time? Thank yes, you, Rob. Every <laughs> every kept the going. <laughs> Once you episode. mentioned it, I was like, oh, snap, I changed some mind. mine. I need to look again and see who it was. Okay, so top it off. I got Gary Gygax, creator of uh, D&D and Chainmail, thanks to uh, Rob's knowledge. Um, yeah, Milo it's, it's Aukerman... Cool. Front Man of the Descendants. Um, He also has a degree in uh, microbiology. Um, Kevin Smith. uh, Russo Brothers. If Brian was to twist my arm, I would say Anthony. Um, And then Bill Finger (laughs) to finish off the list. The uncredited co-creator of Batman.
0: Excellent. Uh, And Rob.
3: Uh, We had John Keating from Dead Poets
1: Society. Brian Ralph Johnson from The Breakfast Club. Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future, Indiana Jones from Indiana Jones, and Ray from Star Wars.
0: Excellent. All right, so the great vote commences here. Um, Just the fact that I still feel a little bit like Travis has gaslit me for the last three days with this Patrick Wilson bolt. I've got to give him my vote because I just think it's so funny to me that he was able to work it into his list so i'm going with travis this week
2: i'm patrick wilson (laughs) i keep looking at that avatar and being like man that's what i would look like if i was handsome
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh travis who are you voting for buddy
2: uh i am gonna vote for eric uh i I think his list is pretty, pretty brilliant here, especially the Russo brothers pick really. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, based on your list. Yeah. That's not surprising that you like the Russo brothers pick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Eric, who do you got?
3: Oh, captain, my captain. I have to vote for Travis because that Clark Kent joke.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) that was just mean. (laughs)
3: rob you almost Uh, had it and then when i looked at the list again i was like no travis gets it just for that one joke alone of leading us in and think he was talking about somebody else and then swerving into clark kent hmm
0: all right well rob you've got the final vote here where are you going
1: you know i also like dungeons and i like dragons and I like alliteration. So we're voting for Travis. <laughs> I'll take it. You Ooh. deserve that. You deserve that.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, can you go back in and bleep the middle fingers that Rob just gave me? <laughs> I see this as an
2: absolute win. <laughs> yes.
0: And Travis is winning uh, with his three votes as we go into this week. Um, very exciting. So, honorable mentions come up next and i mentioned i had a couple of different ideas for bits one of them was i was just gonna pick people who had appeared on your podcast eric mm. uh so i was gonna <laughs> pick like bob dory alex preston and Eddie, <laughs> and just talk about the things they had nerded out about on your podcast yeah. so that was my my first idea if i had taken like actual nerds from popular media um, Daniel Faraday from Lost, who you and Bob referred to repeatedly as Dr. Doctor on the Lost episode. <laughs> I, I was screaming sure at my radio. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen Colbert, just because he's got a long history with both Star Wars and Lord of mm. the Rings to the point where he's a cameo in Lord of the Rings. Um, and then from cartoons, I had Velma from Scooby-Doo, mm, Professor Dexter. Frank from The Simpsons, Professor Farnsworth from Futurama. And I am in the middle of a Dexter rewatch right now, not a cartoon, but I do love some uh, Dexter Morgan for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Travis, what else did you have on your list?
2: Uh, I had Reed Richards, uh, mm-hmm. who I would have only picked because uh, his, he inspired professor impossible on mm-hmm. the venture brother. Mm-hmm. And, Uh, He has one of the all-time great lines when the uh, Sue Storm character asks him, what could be more important than your family? And he says, "Eh, science? (laughs) Oh, my God. The delivery on it is absolutely incredible. Uh, The whole arc's fantastic. Miles Morales, uh, also Mm. a nerd. Uh, Wally West who is uh, Kid Flash, right? Uh, Yeah. He, like, reverse-engineered the thing that caused uh, Barry Allen to become the Flash and did it to himself. That's pretty nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Strange uh, reads books by Astral Projecting while he's sleeping. Total magic nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) Billy Batson, uh, who is Shazam, I actually yes. just threw him on there just in case I needed. I couldn't remember if he was super a nerd or not. Hang so.
0: on. Do I need to give my kid an alliterative name? Is that? <laughs> uh, if you, you wanted powers. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I
2: don't know if I had ever thought about that until Donnie Darko. Uh, when, <laughs> you know, he tells uh, Jenna Malone his name and she's like, what are you? Some kind of superhero.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh okay, Eric. Do you have more on your list you want to shout out?
3: Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to leave this up for uh, Travis to look up later and to get right. When he picked Bruce Banner, I was upset because there's a character from the Bruce Banner co- or sorry from the Hulk comics, and I want to say the kid's name is osma Asma Diaz, like from um, Watchmen. I cannot pronounce that correctly. Azamandias,
1: um, yeah. Azamand is yeah.
3: There is a character in the Hawk comics who's like this kid who's smarter than the Hawk. And he is every issue that he's in, he's amazing. I'm pretty sure that's the namesake that he takes. Um if anybody can look it up for me later or wh- at whatever time and correct me. We've got some Discord comic server.
0: nerds on the Discord. I'm sure one yes, of them can clear has, that up for us.
3: I I tried to look it up earlier, but I didn't want to take too time too much time away from active listening. Um, but, anyways, with that out of the way, uh, back at the top, um, I won't get too lost in the weeds with this one, but uh, there is the uh, quote unquote uh, definition of what a tough man, uh, manly man should be. Um, you know, you have that with like Thor and things like that, this like sense of masculinity. And uh, there's a g- great uh, tweet and retweet that's out there where somebody online mentions like, uh, real men don't play D and D or some shit. and there's a response from the man named uh, Joe Elio? I cannot pronounce that. Uh, Joe, Joe Ma- Manganello. Yeah. One more He's, time for the people uh, listening, Rob. Joe Manganello. <laughs> I still cannot pr- 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 uh,
1: pronounce it if I tried. Anyway, I in part know it because uh, his association with D and D, and like anyway.
3: Yeah, so he plays Deathstroke in the, um, Batman, or in the, um, what is it? The Zack Snyder cut of Justice League? Justice League. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, he plays Deathstroke, but, and that person online on Twitter or whatever says, like, you know, real men don't play D&D, he responds back with, like, a men's fitness cover that he did, where he's just Mm -hmm. jacked with abs and biceps. He's like, Mm -hmm. uh, bullshit, yeah, we do. Uh, he's been on, um... (laughs) Uh, Critical Role. Um, he's mm-hmm. actually been so much in D D that in the uh, Wizards of the Coast, um, in one of their more recent uh m- modules, uh, his character from Critical Role was written into it, and he helped write Archon. the arc. Yeah, Archon and the what is it? His mm-hmm. hand. Um, the mm-hmm. shit is so sweet when you look at this dude. Like he looks at your quote unquote uh macho man, like tough guy, and he. he He carries that persona in the sense of like, you know, he he does work out. He's worried about fitness, but you can be worried about being healthy and still be a nerd. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just like this dichotomy, and like with the whole pop punk or punk rock thing and being a nerd like you. It doesn't matter what it is. Anyways, that's way too far of a rant for one person alone. Okay, my other honorable. He rules. I'm gonna try to go through the rest of these. Um, an imagineer. That is somebody that works at Disney World who is an engineer. To me, that is the it's my
0: dream a- job as a child.
3: <laughs> apex of nerded. Um, Patton Oswalt, he famously does the Parks and Rec um rant c- a crossover events of all nerdism. Uh, Tesla, I'm kind <laughs> of um confused on why Brian did not pick Tesla. Um Dexter from Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. Uh, Mark Benadard, who is on Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith. Uh, weeb, which Weeb is actually just a term for nerd, for uh, someone who's super into Japanese culture. Um, I like somebody who just goes like so far off in the deep end and just chases stuff. Apparently, and apparently Weeaboo, which is where that originated from, is offensive. Um I never thought of that before or not, but weeb is uh, the term for, you know, someone who's super into Japanese stuff. Uh Millhouse, how the f- did none of us for? Sorry, I finally cussed on your podcast, Brian. You should oh, you've that. done
0: it multiple times in the last five minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Millhouse.
3: Why did none of us pick Milhouse? Uh I didn't pick Kevin Feige because I got the Russo brothers. Uh Stanley, um, he's an obvious one. Does the name old Kirk Christensen ring a bell to anybody? Mm-mm. No, he's the inventor of legos uh carl oh, sagan okay. carl sagan's another great yeah. one uh hermione granger mm-hmm. um
4: yeah.
3: yeah. rob as a fan of movies uh does rob gordon ring a bell to you
1: do really? i have a
3: movie you need to watch oh I might did I, I just travis you place
1: it right now well <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it? what's the movie
3: high fidelity
1: yeah, I've seen High Fidelity*. Oh, I've read yeah. the book too. It's, <laughs> great. it's just been a movie. long time since I've seen it. <laughs> Rob I Gordon, uh,
3: huge music nerd. Um, mm-hmm. Is that his... the
0: in, so in the movie? Is that the John Cusack or the Jack yes. Black character? It's John the John Cusack, Cusack, John Cusack. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, J.R.
3: Tolkien. Fantastic. Is the end of my list. J.R. Tolkien.
0: Excellent. I love it. Uh, Rob, what do you got?
3: Uh so Manuel Goldstein, otherwise
1: known as the Serial Killer from Hackers. That's <laughs> Matthew Lillard's character in Hackers. <laughs> uh there's actually a, a YouTube video that is Hackers but it's all Serial Killer, no filler and it's just a cut of all scenes that he's in and it's great. Um Neil Gaiman. Uh when I wasn't planning on doing the movie bit, I had some but like Neil Gaiman, obviously. Uh Oh, Terry Pratchett, kind of a renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sorry. kind of a Renaissance man. You're you're good. Uh in terms of I think nerddom uh and that type of culture these days. Uh the entire cast of Critical Role. They're literally a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors. It's in the intro. Uh Matilda uh was one of mine. Love, love, love Matilda. Uh Liz Lemon, Leslie Nope, Kaylee Fry from Firefly, April O'Neill. Oh, Leslie
0: Nope's a great one. Yeah.
1: And Ben Nope, too. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're both great. But Cones yeah. of Dunshire, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that's my list.
0: Excellent. Uh, all right. So we're just about out of here. Before we leave, uh, Eric, can you tell the good people one more time, where can we find your show?
3: Um, the podcast is Calm Down, Nerd. Um, I want to shout out Alex Brenegar for doing the artwork to it. Very amazing. Mm. Um, uh, I know in most servers, he's at Nubby, but um, on Spotify, uh, Disco, instead of the O at the end, it's a zero, um, gave me the opening music where I just overlaid a bunch of, like, pop culture references on top of it. So thank you for mm. letting me use that, Nubby. Um, so calm down, nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Sincerely underscore Eric. Um on Twitter for the podcast. It's at calm down nerd P, P for podcast. Um I uh to give my uh normal ending to the show, I like or or I think nerds should like what they love and I like to hear about it. And I like to hang out with you guys too.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. We've enjoyed (laughs) hanging out with you as well. Um Travis, what do you have going on this week?
2: uh not much i don't think uh tomorrow night we are at eight o'clock well
0: last night at uh, last o'clock. night we watched <laughs> two
2: episodes of marvel's what if they were Dumb. they were episodes of a tv show that we felt some kind of way about and we wondered uh, what if while watching yeah, i heard episode yeah. one was and- real
3: good
0: I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it.
2: So And then just, yeah, Twitch, whenever we make it on. Uh, I know (laughs) Friday, Rob, uh, Mm -hmm. did you want to talk about it?
1: Yeah, we mentioned a little bit at the top, but uh, we want to do 12 minutes and kind of play through that all together. Um, But yeah, uh, we'd been kind of... Like typically I, I kinda helm a lot of the streaming stuff, but I've been kind of a chaotic past month. Uh so I haven't had to uh haven't been able to as frequently, but things have kind of evened out. So starting this week, I finally finally started Minish Cap. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Very Dumb, uh, sorry, sorry. so you're not doing a skyward sword
0: hd playthrough next is it? <laughs> how dare you <laughs>
1: no uh i i like i want to play it down the line for sure uh but yeah we're yeah. starting at minish cap love that game it's super charming uh and then we got monday night roguelite this week played more returnal uh adore that game still currently my game of the year uh and then yeah, throughout the rest of the week, it kind of just jumps around whenever we want to stream stuff. Uh, if, if anything we want, oh, friends days, yeah, that's right. Wednesdays we do friends day streams uh, when we can group people together, and we want to do one with uh, Captain Stubbs of the Spelunkers, one Ryan Stabel, uh, to play some Borderlands Three together. Uh, so we might do that soon. That's a uh, Twitch.tv/slash Real Draft Punks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. um Yeah, we're going to be streaming some more 12 minutes for sure. Our DraftPunks Open uh, finished up a few weeks ago, um, but I'd really like us to get something else going soon. Hopefully we have to find a good game for it, though, uh, where we can get a lot more community involvement because um, Mm -hmm, thanks mm -hmm. to folks' uh, support on Twitch over the last couple months, we've got some money to give away some prizes. So yeah, yeah, we really want to figure some stuff out.
3: I know uh,
0: for me... Yeah, <laughs> for me, uh, Humankind also just came out today and I played a couple hours of that this morning mm. and I know uh friend of the show, Level Zero co-host Preston wilkies also uh, has picked that up and is planning on playing it. So maybe we'll do some streams of that.
1: And former guest Ozzy.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Ozzy yeah. Seshi, my buddy, my DM, yeah. uh, he has also picked it up. And so, Love yeah, Ozzy. we're hoping maybe we can get like a three or four player game of that going online on stream. That could be fun to watch. But otherwise, be sure to cast your votes throughout the week. Tell us who you think had the best team because next week your winner will have the first choice in our draft. And if you want to vote, uh, you can join our Discord, which you can do by going to Twitter. Uh, We are at RealDraftPunks on Twitter, and there is a link in our bio to our Discord. and last week's punkishment uh we can kind of roll that over into this week's maybe. I know we're doing the 12 minute stuff Friday but maybe we can well, Oh, that's up right. Some, I wanted to do Switch stuff s- as well. Super Metroid. Uh
1: in All honor right. of Axiom Verge 2 coming out last week, I wanted to do uh, some Super Metroid and have
0: Sweet. So yeah, so <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll try stuff. to tie those together on Friday mm-hmm. night and figure that out. Um but yeah, otherwise that's it. So Eric The last few weeks, we've asked our guest to read the outro to send us home. Uh, And so in our discord channel, I am going to post that for you uh, since we do not expect you to have it memorized. And if you could just read that off for us, feel free to add any flavor you like. Uh, Feel free to not add any flavor as well if if you're feeling on the spot. Uh, But yeah, send us home, buddy.
3: Okay, you nerds until next week, travelers. Be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, please, for the love of God, be kind and be nice to each other.